0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. And I'm Tana Pennington. It's been a long time. I'm excited. We have lots to talk about. We haven't been here for a while. We've been super busy, but it hasn't been like a vacation by any means. It's just been good busy and um my daughter got married so we are super excited about that but yeah we have a lot to to go over so Woo-hoo.
2: i know it's been almost a, like a month yeah since we've done the show. it's, it's kind uh, of bad
1: we've had some clients call in and sorry say, where we're are sorry. you guys
2: <laughs> we haven't been we were actually testing sure? our, our viewership yeah. to see if anybody cared <laughs> right Any, anybody noticed it was good feedback Maybe it was because there was just nothing going on in the world for the last month. There was no news. There was nothing interesting to talk about.
1: Yeah. Just kidding. It,
2: it was a culmination of things. Tana was busy. She was actually in town all last week.
1: It was awesome. Um,
2: still no time to do a show, but Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had to go through the cold thing. That was weird. Yeah, um, so, well, it was so funny. So my kids got sick pff, better part of a month ago. And then, um, so then I end up getting sick. So we of took one of the kids to this to the doctor right before school started. Because so we're like, well, you know, what if they need something? We better go check. And our, our pediatrician, he is him and COVID, man. They're they're like they're into it, right? So he's one of, he's just yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: let's I mean, find out if this is COVID. You get
2: to the office and you think that you, you know, you're on the moon or something with the outfits and whatnot. So <laughs> Anyways, so so we go in there, and I'm like, man, he's gonna just tear us apart, and it's gonna be chaos. And he, he looks at my daughter for like 30 seconds. And she's like, oh, she's got a cold. And I'm like, thank you. What? The cold still exists?
1: Yeah. I, I thought
2: I thought <laughs> what? That can't be true. And, and, and coming from him, where I expected, you know, oh, yeah, rah, you know, immediate, uh, you, you know, rah, rah, just shove a vaccine shot right in the forehead, <laughs> <laughs> fixed. Uh- the um the so anyway so i i got i got sick for a couple weeks you know what's funny though is um it, it was like the traditional cold where you're a little snotty you got a sore throat mm-hmm. turns into an earache mm-hmm. my pesky ears still bugging me yeah
1: that does take it's a like, while to get rid of understand. i i've heard other people complain about that it lingers
2: so it's a bummer so anyways yeah. we're back i survived my cold <laughs> tana survived her daughter's wedding <laughs>
1: I did. I it was beautiful. I didn't think she very was grateful. going to
2: Tana. Like there was a well, point there where Tana was like,
1: I know like, I, I got a little stressed like right that, up to the moment. I, it was stressful. You're not, you not gonna even, it's
2: like that bridezilla show, except you weren't the bride, but <laughs> still.
1: Well, there's
0: it's three different
1: weird. families coming together and you know, you just no. want everyone to enjoy themselves and no yeah, her drama. Her daughter married just... two
0: people, by the way. No, the, no, um, no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: they
2: didn't. <laughs> it was very, it was very uh, hip and modern.
1: Yeah. No, 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 no. It was, it was a great wedding. It
2: really was. Anyway. The
1: dancing was fun. The Yay. food was fantastic. So mm-hmm. yeah,
2: that is true. The, um, all right, we got to get down to business. There's so much to talk about. Obviously it's been an insane month. I mean, just, uh, I, I have a bad habit of watching the news at night it's a terrible habit i would recommend everybody cancel that habit but (laughs) so much has been happening at least economically and and it's the it's the frustration it's the annoyance it's the confusion Mm -hmm. um so what happened let's let's go back in time real quick and get everyone caught up so first and foremost second quarter gdp remember gross domestic product came out in july and it was negative mm -hmm. it was negative and all of a sudden here it comes here's all the noise and all the chaos mm-hmm. and if you hate biden then we just had two consecutive quarters of gdp therefore we're in a recession and if you love biden well no but there's still jobs in the market and so everybody was like really polarized over this like mm-hmm. this piece of data you know are we in a recession or aren't we and that's when tana and i pulled out that big financial planning bible oh, is that <laughs> Is that like sacrilegious to say that? Like, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, um. But anyways, we pulled out our big book, you know, and, and I've had that book for many years. And so I thought it was interesting to read yeah. the section on, well, what is the definition of a, of a recession? recession? And it's ironic that like everybody won, you know, in the first sentence it said, yeah, two consecutive quarters of g- declining GDP is a recession. And then it goes on to say, yeah, but it's got to be characterized by all of this stuff. Mm hmm. You know, unemployment numbers, inventories, um, import stuff, a whole bunch of junk. And so we, you know, intermittently talk about that. Tana and I then, a little while back, so anyone who watches these shows on YouTube or Rumble or, or listens to it, you can scroll back down the line of shows and find the one, I think it was called, What is GDI? Mm-hmm. So we spent the whole show kind of talking about the alternative to GDP. And ironically, if you watch that show, we we talk about the Irony of how the Federal Reserve says that the GDI calculation, gross domestic income, is actually a more accurate calculation of economic, mm-hmm. we'll say, whatever in the United States. The problem is, why has nobody ever heard of it? And so what we showed you was GDP is like hot to trot, right? So the quarter ends and literally like a week mm-hmm. later, like, oh, here's our first GDP number. Oh, oh, oh. You know, and they're they're very excited to throw it out. And then what do they do? A month later, they give you a new number. And then what do they do? A month later, they give you another new number and they they keep revising it. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really frustrating thing when you sit on Tana and I's side of the table where you're trying to inform people. Mm-hmm. You you only have the information that you have. And I, I would I would think that it's like anything, you know, instead it's like it's like the cold. Uh, you know, I jumped to the conclusion, oh, we must be dying. You know, because I was told if you have any flu-like symptoms, you're dying, you know, to then only find out. Well, actually, just kidding. It was just a cold, Mm -hmm. you know. And so the same thing happens with this economic data is they're so quick to throw this junk out, you know, and you're like, and then as it slowly continues to come out and you finally get the real facts of what's going on, you say, it's just
1: its not that bad. bad. This is a cold. (laughs) It's just a cold. It's temporary.
2: Anyways. So here, let's pop up a screen. It's going to be an important screen. All right. So here's the Bureau of Economic Analysis. Tana, would you say that this is a official government website?
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Right. So did we did we find this on some weird conspiracy blog? <laughs> no, not at all. OK. OK. <laughs> As if the government isn't a giant conspiracy. anyway. The, um, that was a good anyway. question. Then. <laughs> so here we've pulled up the page on the Bureau of Economic Analysis of what real GDP was for quarter number dose number two. So that runs from April through the end of June. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the first advanced estimate that they gave us as quick as they could. Booyah. They said, Oh my gosh, bad news bears. Everybody. It was negative. Mm -hmm. And Tana called me crying.
1: (laughs) I did not. No. We're in a recession. (laughs) Now what?
2: Right. And then you sold your children. So that you could feed yourself. <laughs> Never. The um. So anyways, there was that preemptive strike. Boom, it comes out. Then the second estimate a month later comes out. And they say, oh, you know, a funny story. It's only negative 0.6 now. It's actually getting better. It's going mm-hmm. towards the zero line. And that's funny because the way that economic data tends to work with people is nobody cares about the other estimates. They care about that first thing that they heard. They wired into mm-hmm. their little brainiacs. Yeah. And then they don't think twice about it. So going back to the theme of the other show, GDI, gross domestic income, what the government talks about it. That's weird, but I've never heard of it. So Mm -hmm. why is it nobody's ever heard of GDI, even though it's here all over the government website? And that's because, Tana, what do you notice was the GDI under the uh, right out of the gates, panicked advanced estimate? Well, they didn't
1: reflect anything. Yeah,
2: there's nothing there. Yeah, right. GDI, for whatever reason, is one of the numbers that the government doesn't panically throw at you as soon as they can. They actually wait a whole month to give you the initial number. That's why nobody's ever heard of it, because everybody runs for the first estimate on GDP. That's all they talk about on the news for about a week. That's all they hoot and holler about. And then no one brings it up again. That was it. Okay, let's end the show there. No, we're not done yet. Okay. So anyways, GDI comes out. And what do you notice that's different, Tana, between GDP and GDI?
1: It's a big positive.
2: It's a big positive, right? (laughs) Did you you mean that literally or figuratively? Both. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense, right? So, so GDI. Oh my gosh, I just used my foot to lower my chair somehow. That was weird. I hit the like thing. I got all excited. <laughs> Kicking my legs. Um, so GDI is positive in the second quarter. Now that's rather confusing because if you go to first quarter, GDI was also positive. It was positive positive 1.8 percent. And so once again, you start getting into this. Well, wait a second. Where's the recession? Because according to some people, we're in a big, bad recession and everything sucks. Sorry. That was was a technical term (laughs) for the economy. And so it's fascinating, right? Because GDI is telling a very different story than GDP Mm -hmm. is telling the the main reason for that disparity is gross domestic income is, is really calculated without a huge focus on imports. And so when you look at Mm -hmm. imports inside of GDP, heck in the first quarter, Imports cause GDP to go down like 3%. So if you strip that one thing out, you actually have a positive GDP. And so, you know, my opinion is, Tana's opinion is, guess what? For the last couple of years, we've had some issues with our imports. The supply chain, remember the thing that we decided to put into the blender and turn on, you know, make a whole mess of, you know, and then, so that's kind of what this disparity is. And so the Mm -hmm. debate of the day is, we're not really in the strongest recession that people, some people would like us to be right. in. Um, and so that's fascinating to us. And so we are advocates that stuff is better out there than one would think. And unfortunately, if we go past GDI, we just get into economic data. Um, let's see here. For example, uh, this is actually a great lesson from yesterday. So mm-hmm. we're, we're living in like crazy pill time, right? Where, where did you take on, Yes, one hundred and one, Ventura College.
1: Not a Ventura College. Doc- University of Utah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, she her.
1: No, you you asked. Her privilege
2: is oozing. Sorry, the um, I took it at Ventura College, and I took it in at Cal Lutheran again. Yeah. But yes, I went to Ventura College. Everybody see, like, if you're a financially responsible person like me, say, hey, I can get a low cost yeah, education. No, that's a good point. For two years. Yeah. Just kidding. Actually, I got out of high school, didn't know what to do, yeah. and so before Just my parents booted out. me into the army, I did some time, did my time at Ventura College. <laughs> In any case, so economic data comes out right, and so this this happened yesterday. So, Institute of Supply Management Non-Manufacturing Index. So this focuses on the service sector. You see the title here. If you're watching this, increases to fifty-six point nine percent. Now, people say that sounds like an F. If I had a fifty-six on a test, that sounds terrible. Ironically, the way that this index works is anything over a fifty is a great number. It means that yeah, the sector expanding. is expanding, mm-hmm. not contracting. So, boom, service sector came in. It is booming on all cylinders, highest reading of the year. And 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 so, once again, what did Econ one hundred and one at Utah State? I don't know. said something like <laughs> that. Utah Valley what
1: University of Utah. There
2: you go. What, what, what would your econ professor say if you had good economic data, Tana? Uh,
1: then you have a healthy economy
2: oh so good is good back then yes you must have went to school like a hundred years ago then because obviously things are not like that anymore
1: they're not it's totally opposite it's contrarian upside down
2: right we're in the upside (laughs) down right and the upside down is good equals bad now Mm -hmm. and so yesterday the stock market opens up green it's like oh you know maybe things aren't so bad so we're up. This this economic piece comes out. You know the data gets released by the government. Boom! Stock market goes straight down, and you're like, yeah. but Tana's teacher <laughs> in econ at Utah University, what? I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why that one doesn't stick. You <laughs> of you, uh, maybe uh, that'll. You of you, at you yeah. of you, the um, I, and, and who knows? Maybe it's not an accredited school, and so that's why <gasps> the, 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 your teacher it misinformed is. you. Well, your teacher should have told you that good economic data is bad. That's not how it worked back then. Right. So anyways, so the stock market crater babies down. And the reason being is because, ah, uh, turns out the United States and everybody inside of it is now drug addicted to the Federal Reserve. We are so addicted to cheap and easy money that we're scared to death that the Fed's yeah. going to raise and normalize interest rates. And the way that it works is the Fed is raising rates to break the back of inflation, which we'll get to later. Um, And so the whole breaking of the back of the economy to control inflation, they need to see economic data declining, not doing well. And so since economic data is doing well, doing that well. is now considered a bad thing in the United States. Right. So I would like everybody to pray tonight. If you pray, that's what, if you don't pray still, you know, just say something out loud that you wish for bad economic data. <laughs>
1: Cause I will think, help.
2: And then I want you all to stop and think about how stupid that is. Yeah. Because it really is. I mean, I, I find the, the insanity, the shallowness of saying we have an expanding economy. We have an expanding labor market. People are working. People are making money and getting yeah. pay increases. Once again, we'll get to inflation in a second, but, but on a high level, this is healthy for humans. This mm-hmm. is healthy for society. And, and people, it's just not working. I mean, separately, let me scroll down. What do we got here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and then we keep creating jobs, right? You know, it goes back to that theme. Are we really yeah. in an inflationary? Excuse me. Are we really in a recession or not? If we keep creating jobs? I mean, right. here, if I go to this, let me go to this chart. So this chart, if you can see this, on, if you're watching the show, this shows payrolls, people on payroll. So Tana. How was the economy prior to let's say I'm just a random date February 2010? I'm just weirdly throwing that date out there. It was doing great. We were yes. booming, right? Yes. We we're booming on all cylinders. This was a 8 cylinder V8 motor. Yeah. of economy it was the Trump economy. You're not allowed to say that out loud, so we probably shouldn't, but <laughs> but it was it was it was when the- when that guy was in office um we had we had such a solid economy the job market was steady steady mm-hmm. increasing Low payrolls were increasing wage yep. growth was increasing on all levels especially yeah. the lower levels you had the the most collected federal tax revenue ever recorded stuff was going good yeah and so if you look at this chart here in um February of 2020, obviously, that was when Mr. COVID hit and they decided to cancel the economy. Yeah. It, I always think it like for some reason when I talk about that, I always think about that easy button at Staples. Remember that thing?
1: <laughs> the red yeah,
2: button. Uh, yeah. It's, that's kind of like kind of what they do with the economy, except it was like just like an on off. right? It just All right. There done. it's off. And so anyways, right before the COVID monster got us, you had payrolls in the United States totaling one hundred and fifty two point five million. Right. We lost 20 million jobs in a month. Wow. And ever since then, it's been slowly building back. Steady, Mm -hmm. steady, 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 Mm steady. And so August just came out. What is fascinating about the August read of uh, payrolls, Tana?
1: Well, it's higher than pre covid. (gasps) Oh, it's fantastic.
2: Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. So now if you say, so I'll say the numbers for people who are just listening to this on their phones. Um, now non-farm payrolls are at 152.74 million. Mm-hmm. So we're higher than we were during our booming economy. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, remember some people are saying it, it's bad. Everything's bad, 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 bad recession, party pooper, foul, bad. <laughs> and And once again, this is very confusing. Because how do you have expanding service sectors, expanding manufacturing? How do you have payrolls now getting to an all time high? Mm-hmm. Generally there'd be some kind of churning of the butter because according to people, we've been in a recession for eight months. Remember the the, the quarters that were negative GDP? Mm-hmm. That's that was the recession that but was positive GEI. So, <laughs> you know, the, the wheels are coming yeah. off the bus. Yeah. Supposedly. But it's really weird that our labor market keeps getting bigger and bigger, and now is mm-hmm. the highest recorded labor market ever recorded on planet Earth. So what's funny is then people will count it and say, "Yeah, but that's just because you know there's people that can work." Mike. So I this uh, this was actually a debate I had with someone last week. Uh, that person was named Tana. Just <laughs> but the um,
1: we debate Tana. all the time.
2: We do. We do. We do. Uh, we should do the, like the, have you seen that show where it's like the hot wings where they eat the hot food?
1: <laughs> See who can handle the hottest.
2: Yeah. We should do that as a debate. The ghost pepper right. or the. <laughs> yeah. It's like hot sauce or something on there, right? chicken wings. Anyways, my brother loves the show. I understand it. The, um, so anyways, w- the, the challenge that was, yeah, Mike, this is all fun and cute and this is good economic data. And I realize you're trying to make everything feel really rosy, but the reality is unemployment people find for unemployment has been creeping up and there it is. That's the crack in the system. And you know what? That person was absolutely correct. That unemployment has been creeping up a little bit, you know, um, yeah, very minimal. So what's funny is here at the Lynn group, Tana and I like to use data to inform thought. And so uh, I, I follow this high frequency tracker because what they do is they compare current levels To 2019. Now, why do you think we would compare it to 2019, Tana? Pre COVID. Oh, like some genius stuff here. (laughs) Well, I
1: mean, we just, yeah. (laughs) It's genius. So So remember,
2: 2019, economy's booming. You know, it's doing great. Labor market's tight. Everyone's happy. People are getting raises. Federals, feds collecting tons of money. Everyone's happy, wappy. Mm -hmm. So here you go. Initial jobless claims. So this is new people last week filed for unemployment two hundred and thirty two thousand a lot of people falling for unemployment that number is absolutely higher than it was a month or two ago so that person that said this by a is totally thousand
1: no, no 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 that's very 2019
2: much. i'm saying a month ago like uh like oh, two okay. months ago was like was maybe two hundred fifteen thousand or something like that okay <laughs> and so it's um it, you know it's definitely creeped up okay but when you look at the same week in 2019 the world's best economy what do you notice tana yeah, it's lower. Slightly. Well, no, it's they're, pretty they're, much they're, the same. Yeah, I mean they're the same, right? By a thousand. I mean, yeah. So it's like, wait a second. I I'm confused because once again, I was told, well, unemployment is creeping up. People are falling for unemployment. That's yeah. a bad indicator. Right. But isn't it ironic that when you it's, go to 2019?
1: Right. When things were really good.
2: Yeah. When things were really good. Yeah. We had the same amount of people filing for unemployment. Right. So yeah. is this really crazy and scary? And then we go to the next line. Continued jobless claims. So this isn't people filing last week. These are people that are staying on unemployment. So less people and so are
1: staying on yeah, now. So
2: <laughs> I mean, compared to 2019.
1: 2019 when things so were now, yeah healthier.
2: We got one point four million people staying on whereas we're at almost 1.7 in 2019 you almost said 16 That was like, what was it when you flip numbers upside down That's not dyslexia that's I actually
1: it is isn't it is
2: it no i thought that's like when you put them in different, different order. order oh i don't know anyways point being is compared to this time period In the summer of 2019, when the economy was doing solid and no one was threatening, we were in a recession and no one was threatening how scary things are and no one was threatening how bad everything was. It's fascinating that uh, the reality is, you know, I'd look at continuing jobless claims over initial Mm -hmm. and we have a meaningful lot less people on unemployment than we did in 19. Yeah. God, that's pretty scary.
1: No, it's not. Oh, it looks good. It looks real good.
2: Yeah. It's because <laughs> Texas is hiring everybody.
1: The numbers, when you look for, further down, like TSA checkpoints, it's showing people are traveling just as much yeah, as they you were. Yeah, I mean, those when, are a
2: little lighter and these bounce around. Yeah, every week. hotel I mean,
1: occupancy. Yeah, yeah, just no, no. But yeah. it's,
2: the jobless claims are, are the, yeah. the monster. Right. Now, what's interesting though is the, the issue that we have. And the issue that we have is this inflation thing, right? So everyone's scared of inflation. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Any thoughts on what drives inflation, Tana?
1: Yeah. So your money supply. <gasps> That's a good guess. Yeah.
2: Actually, I feel like we talked about it before the show. So I don't know. <laughs> Let me give you credit. Thanks. <laughs> that was actually my answer. She stole from me. <laughs> I did not. So.
1: It's so the anyway. answer.
2: So, It's the money supply, right? I mean, there's other things. The supply chain, the Russian war, all of these things have attributable factors to stuff. But the true, true heavy lifting driver of inflation is the money supply. And so the challenge is, is inflation, as everybody knows, has hit 40 year highs this year. And the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates in an attempt to bring down the inflation. Mm -hmm. The whole point. So this is what frustrates me about the Feds is... The whole point of this is what's called demand destruction. So by them raising interest rates, they're hoping that people buy cars slower, buy Mm -hmm. houses slower, and and business owners take less loans and hire less people. If we can just slow everything down, then we can, um, you know, control the inflation. Right. See, I look at it the opposite is there's two ways to deal with inflation. There's either demand destruction, which we're trying to do right now, or there's supply expansion. And mm-hmm. so if you can create more supply, so you deregulate companies, you you cut all the corporate taxes and all this stuff, and you try to flood them with the ability to create more supply, to mm-hmm. sop up all of the inflation. hmm To me, that works way better in my mind from an economic standpoint than demand destruction, where the the feds are literally trying to cause a recession without causing one. They're like, we're just going to go right to the edge. And then "Ah," uh, that's why they keep saying this weird thing called soft landing. We want to soft (laughs) land. We want to almost cause a recession without really causing it. See, I'm hyper (laughs) this morning. I don't know why. I'm just so excited to be back.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of fun.
2: Anyways, so Tana mentioned money supply. So let me pull that up here.
1: Yeah, like yeah. your liquid assets.
2: Yeah, mainly, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. uh, it's all your checking savings, yeah. money markets, currencies, traveler checks. It's all right. this readily available money that, that people have. What the heck? There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. So if anybody's watching this, so I just pulled up a chart of the what's called the US M2 money supply. And so let's give the history lesson real quick here, right? You go back in time. The Federal Reserve created in the early 1900s had one mandate. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah, they say like, what do they say? Like, you had one job. Well, they're (laughs) screwing that up. But So anyways, if the economy is expanding, you expand the money supply. If the economy is contracting, you contract the money supply. That was what the feds were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And by doing that, they would control inflation. So Tana... In 2020, did the economy expand or contract? Did it uh,
1: contract,
2: yeah, at the highest rate ever recorded, right? Right, okay. so then but the, the money feds-
1: supply expanded
2: exponentially, is- yes, right. So, once again, mandate a Federal Reserve mandate if the economy shrinks, shrink money. So, the economy <laughs> shrunk Just the so opposite was. We- Done. Yes. Oh, okay. So we're back in the upside down again, right? <laughs> right? It's just like, economics see 101 its does not make sense right now. Right. I mean, heck, if you read literally <laughs> the basic info definition yeah. of money supply, the M2 money supply is critical in understanding and forecasting money supply, inflation, and interest mm-hmm. rates. Historically, when the money supply is dramatically increased, there will be a following dramatic increase in prices of goods. and What? This is so weird. Inflation. So how did this? How did this definition know that before we did that two years ago? This, this, this wait.
1: Oh, that's so awesome.
2: So I, I can't figure this out. So was it Econ One Hundred and One at Ventura College that taught this, or was it at U of U? Because somehow somebody knew this, and the 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 most intelligent economic minds that run our country right? have no clue what we're talking about. I mean, think think about this. If anybody is so bored that they watch the Federal Reserve speaking, you know, Powell out there talking, I'm in fact that bored. Um, If anyone is ever that bored, (laughs) remember the Fed's mandate. They had one job, Tana. What was it? To increase interest rates. No, to control the money supply. Oh,
1: okay. Sorry.
2: Well, I mean,
1: that's what they're doing right now. I'm sorry. That's what
2: they're they're doing right now. That's what they're they're, (laughs) doing. (laughs) That's <laughs> the one job they've been given now. But to
1: like curb the inflation. I'm sorry. That's right.
2: And so the problem is, is they had one job to do. And if you listen to Powell talk, you've never heard him mention the money supply. He never talks yeah. about it. The yeah. one thing they're supposed to be in charge of. Right. So anyways, the, the reason that this is so relevant to everybody is this is the true massive, massive driver behind the scenes for inflation. And so this chart. It's an old chart since 1960 and it shows the money supply. Now, Tana, as I Just go from gradual. 1960 all the way to 2020, do you see any like large up and down no. hardcore movements? It's bouncing no. all over the place and going through loops. Just very gradual. Yeah. Right. It's very gradual. We've never had a massive increase or decrease in the money supply. It's always grown at a very gradual rate. Mm-hmm. Wait. Uh, <laughs> gradual way. Way. For, you know, just under about 6% a year out of the gate. All of a sudden, 2020 something happens. And so for the people that can't see this chart, all of a sudden the chart takes a left turn and goes straight up like a missile. Mm
1: -hmm. About 20% a year. Each year, two years ago. So we increased
2: the money supply almost 40% since COVID hit in totality. Now, if you look at this long-term chart and kind of see it's rolling over, and this is where it gets fascinating to Mike and Tana. (laughs) <laughs> and so let's kind of zoom in a little bit. And so what happens is, so here's a better view of this. So all of a sudden, 2020, COVID hits. Money supply goes up massively because the the feds, you know, they printed money. They handed out stimulus checks. They made mm-hmm. money tax free. They gave PPP loans. They gave unemployment mm-hmm. benefits. They expanded all those benefits. They did everything they can to flood the market with money.
1: Mm-hmm. Put off student loan payments.
2: Now remember, the literally, it's called basic info this isn't even advanced (laughs) info this is under the basic info definition yeah Uh, wait wait you increasing (laughs) money supply leads to increasing
1: goods prices of yep of goods and
2: services (laughs) like i said this is under the basic info (laughs) like like who thought this was a good idea somebody but anyways So all of a sudden we have massive expansion in money supply. Now we have a massive amount of inflation. Boom. Now something funny has happened though. And we'll just keep kind of zooming in here since 2022 hit January of 22, which is right about here. All of a sudden no more money supply. Right. Mm -hmm. So the reason it grew in 2020 was because of all the government bailout stuff they did in 21, it grew massively again because of the, um, Oh, crud. What was that thing called? The American Rescue Act or whatever, that $2 trillion bill that happened in like yeah. March of 21. Right. So all of that stuff led to this. And they haven't really passed enough that's actually flooded the market with money at this point. Um, and so what's happened for basically the better part of the last six months is the money supply has gone completely flat.
1: Yeah, stagnant. Mm-hmm. It's
2: actually gone down a couple months, mm-hmm. ticked down from from in April it hasn't gone down in years. There hasn't been a downtick in this thing. This is incredible. This is mathematically incredible right now to have this flat spot because as the money supply tightens up and it allows that longer term trend line to catch up to where it was, we're slowly absorbing the inflation. The fact that this thing is flat and not going up anymore means that inflation is exiting the building. You then can further quantify that by looking at the softening of real estate prices, the softening of commodity prices are coming mm-hmm. down quite a bit. Inflation is drying up faster than people think. So then
1: possibly and, the the feds might not increase rates like they're, they're saying.
2: Yeah. And so that's, that's, at least my suspicion is we're all scared to death of what the fed's going to do. The market is not positioned for any good news at all. Nobody for some reason is talking about the money supply, even though that is the massive, 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 massive driver of inflation behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And this bad boy is slowly drying up. There's still more in the system, but it really does mean to me that at the moment, as long as the money supply doesn't start expanding again, is that, you know, Inflation is going to come down pretty significantly over the next six months. That's great news. To that theme, yeah. it probably means the feds ain't going to raise rights as fast as people are thinking. Right. And are certainly scared they are. And okay. you know what that could mean, Tana? Yeah. That could mean that economic news could become good news. Yeah, right. Again, good, good news could become Normalized. good Normalized. The bad news. That would be great. In between news. Uh, so anyways, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a long show. We appreciate everyone who's following along and watching yeah. it, but we do have a huge amount of conviction. I am still very o- optimistic that the stock market is going to mm-hmm. melt up very significantly through the later part of the year. There's yeah, a lot of catalysts here. Yeah. You know, after the
1: midterm elections too. I, I think the I midterms really, are a yeah. big catalyst yeah. that gives
2: a lot of directions. August and September, September are garbage months in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about August in the stock market. September is always stinks. The midterms are coming up. There's a lot of anxiety there. But once again, when they're over, I mean, heck, if you look at the history of the stock market, the best performing stock market happens when there's a Democratic president right. and, a and a split Congress. Split. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, that seems like what polling is looking like at the moment. So, right. yeah, good point. I think all things point to everything's not as miserable as we think. If the feds keep raising rates, Recession is a coming probably mm-hmm. in a year or so
1: or 20, 2024 so, Yeah.
2: So we'll worry about yeah. that when we get there. Yeah. Tana will probably have to get rid of her Tesla. Her husband <laughs> have will have Tesla. to get rid of his private jet.
1: <laughs> oh dear.
2: People don't know if that was a joke or not.
1: It, yeah, he doesn't um, have a private jet.
2: <laughs> he just flies. Just
1: clear away. clear the air.
2: It's like uh it's like i I'm not a doctor. I just, yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> He's like, I don't a private jet. I just fly one every day.
1: <laughs> He's lucky. He's got a really anyway, cool office.
2: Anyways, uh, give us a call. Certainly reach out yeah. to the office, 805-500-7035. We would love to talk to you guys about your questions, your concerns, the things that are causing you angst right now, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of that going around. But well, we, we certainly appreciate your time and the and the viewership. Feel free to uh you know visit our website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is l y n d. You can submit complaints about our show. Um, you know, you can request things, what we could talk about, yeah. what we should wear,
0: stuff like that. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Everyone have a great time. And yeah. we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the wealth puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at the Lind Group. Call eight oh five-five zero zero. 7035, or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. fee based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lind Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lind Group LLC. The Lind Group LLC and the Lind Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lind Group LLC, the Lind Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.